0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Oh, hit it! Shot. Shot. Oh, baby, what a play! Woo-hoo-hoo. This is Jeff Fidoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network, the only place for the show for every team and Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I discuss the Chiefs. Huge win against the Buffalo Bills in the divisional playoff and preview Sunday's AFC Championship game. Joe, you enjoyed some delicious-looking wood-fired pizzas during the Chiefs-Bills game. Crab cake time for uh, Chiefs-Ravens? Yeah, I don't know.
1: Well, we've, we've, if we were going to do the Buffalo thing, we should have had wings. Uh, right, we should have right. fired up some wings in there, but I've got some funny anchor bar and grill stories of getting stuck there before our playoff game, but that's a whole nother <laughs> podcast probably. Um, but yeah so we we fired up some we fired up the uh the old uh gas wood uh gas uh burning uh pizza oven, put it outside, made some pizzas for the game and enjoyed that uh, watching the Chiefs, you know, get that monkey off their backs as far as you know, that win avenging the 1993 loss in uh, well 94 calendar year but 93 mm-hmm. season, you know, avenging that loss at Rich Stadium uh for all of us uh who were involved in that game. It was nice to see you know the Chiefs bus pull out of there with a victory for sure. So I'm, um I'm glad was... you
0: you mentioned the Chiefs bus because while I was wrong I said wood fired. It was a gas fired piece oven. Well what a unfortunately we don't have live fact checkers on, on our rare <laughs> but what is correct you mentioned the bus Joe you were dead on. All the Chiefs players said middle fingers snowballs right to the bus. You you you, uh, nailed the bills mafia crowd there.
1: 30 years and nothing has changed. Um, <laughs> and I can't believe it was almost like 30 years to the day too, which is crazy. Um, you know, that, that game, you know, that AFC championship game almost 30 years ago. Well, well it was 30 years ago. Uh, exactly. And, uh, yeah, not, not a whole lot's changed in, in the, uh, in, in Buffalo land for sure. But you know, they're passionate, rowdy fans. I mean, you probably everybody saw Jason Kelsey out there partying with them, and uh, you know, jumping out of the out of the out of the um, suite, you know, the Kelsey suite, and into the stadium. So, you know, what a wild scene that was. Uh, You know, but it seems like they gave him a pretty good, a pretty good welcome. They weren't really holding against him that his brother was playing for the Chiefs. But and listen, I you know, I love this rivalry. You know, I I, I do. I got a ton of respect for this Bills team, the same way that I do. The Bills team that we lost to in the AFC Championship game, you know, in thirty years, doesn't heal all those wounds of not being able to go to the Super Bowl because of losing to that team. But they were classy, man. I mean, yeah. Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Cornelius Bennett, Bruce Smith. I mean, Daryl Tally, Andre Reed, like Steve Tasker. Like what? What a classy team. Phil Hansen, you know, North Dakota State defensive tackle that I got to know over the years, and just a just a. Fan Glenn Parker Ken Hall those the the offensive line John Fina I mean they were just they were they were awesome guys like really looking back on it being being objective and and I think this rivalry is kind of uh, like the same way so kind of kind of kind of nice to see the the mirror image of those two of those two uh, you know two decade three decade long rivalry.
0: Joe, we're veering off course a little bit, but you said Phil Hansen and John Fina. I know both – I was a actually my first job out of college. I was an intern for the Buffalo Bills, and they were both two of the guys. Um, it was kind of lean years, but those were two of the, the holdovers from those great Bills teams. And I agree. They were both great guys. I suffered just we were playing – football once in our, our limited free time. And I suffered about black eye and Phil Hansen went up to me and he said, what was her name? Like <laughs> that was <laughs> so funny guy, great guy. So, um and, and they were classy just as the chiefs were very classy in, in, in what was a rough defeat, you know, Joe, even if it was a hard defeat for this um kind of um often sad sack bills team. um, But even if, Uh, the kicker makes the field goal. I mean, it's tied with a minute 43 and timeouts. I mean, Mahomes is going to win. Like, I almost would have gone for it on fourth and nine. Like, I was so certain Mahomes would at least get them to a field, at least get the Chiefs to a field goal and win it.
1: I mean, the offense was rolling, Jeff. And, you know, we talked about what this team needed to do, and they needed to get that confidence level back for themselves, but also so that the fans felt that, they could score on any drive I mean, that's how we always used to feel about this chiefs team through you know through the not that they're, they're going to the afc championship again and mm. it's not like you can say well in the glory years when they went to what the five other afc championships <laughs> right. uh and won the super bowl last year it's like they're still in the glory years but like there was a time when this team you just felt like they could score on every drive. And and, I, and I, they were starting to get that mojo back in this game against Buffalo, which was really exciting to see. And and I just felt like every time they got the ball. So Jeff, yeah, I 100% agree with you that if they make that field goal and they tie it, you know, you can't give Patrick a, a minute and 40 plus to, you know, he's going to go down the field and do something, right? I mean, or or they're going to overtime, right? And then, and then all, you know, No holds barred at that point. So, you know, it just, it was, it was um, unfortunate that the kicker had to seem like it it seemed like it was him air quote losing the game, but that's not the case. And I think a lot Mm -hmm. of players have come to his defense and said, look, there's a lot of things that teams can do during the course of a game that it shouldn't come down to a field goal and it shouldn't come down to that point. You can't put it all on the kickers, you know, you can't put it on, on their shoulders. So yeah, I think, I I totally agree with you that they, they could have they could have done something with the time left and, and Patrick probably would have gotten them into Harrison Bucker's field goal range for sure.
0: You know, you said how uh, you're talking about the chiefs offense role. Yeah. It almost reminded me of the chiefs the last several years where the offense, you know, the, the numbers weren't that like amazing, but the offense really was amazing. It's because they had so few possessions. They, every possession, they, they went right down the yeah. field except for one, I think, but um but because, you know, the Bills' ball control uh, forced them to limited possession, so it was kind of the defense and offense flipped a little bit. But they really, Joe, you like to talk about championship DNA. The, the Chiefs really showed that, um, the, rising to the occasion with, I think, their best. The, the, the Bears game, the, the offense probably was even better, but, you know, the Bears were really scuffling at that point. You know, yeah. aside from that, their best offensive showing of the year.
1: Yeah, I mean, they and you know Tommy Townsend. God, it was deep in the game before he made an appearance, yeah, which is great, yeah. right? Anytime you can win the battle of field position and not have to punt. Um, you know, one of the, the key the keys to the game for me that I, I have to get out there was was their the the discipline at which they progressed throughout the game in rushing. Josh Allen. And, and I think, you know, you, we talked about it, Jeff, we talked about the mush rush. We talked about the discipline pass rush, whatever you want to call it. Every time they were undisciplined in their pass rush of Josh Allen, he took advantage of it and, and he made plays, but when they started really uh, spying him both with the defense and with linebackers, not, being too far up the field on their outside pass rush with Carloftis, you know, really doing a great job of creating pressure from the side and not having to come all the way from the back and not creating that seam. It really changed. Things. I mean, there's a great breakdown online if anybody's seen it. I saw it on Twitter where you know Chris Jones had that bat at the line of the bat down at the line of scrimmage where he basically he was spying Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. and you know he basically stopped rushing at one point. He just was like – he just put his hands on the offensive lineman and just literally was watching Josh Allen's eyes, and then as soon as Josh Allen started to cock the ball uh, – cock his arm back to throw the ball, he stuck his hand up and batted the ball down. Like that's what you have to do against him, and I don't want to go too far ahead because I know we're going to talk about the Ravens, but they're going to have to take the same approach with Lamar Jackson, no doubt, right? They're going to have to do a combination of and – w- and what they did with Josh – is they did that combination of the mush rush, right? The disciplined forward pass rush that doesn't overcommit. They had spy, right? They lost Willie Gay, who was kind of going to be their lead spy on Josh, but then they did it with other players and, you know, and they did it with, you know, having to stay into in demand coverage so that they could, um, you know, have that extra spy who, who basically acts as a fifth rusher, right? I mean, a lot of times teams are going to throw a fifth rusher at you, but instead of rushing them, don't rush them. Just let them hang back there and let your four guys do their thing. So I think they're going to have to take that same defensive game plan into into the into the Ravens. So it's great that they got a chance to practice it on a huge stage away at a, at a you know, foreign field, and now they're going to have one more week of that kind of defensive game plan under their belts to bring to bring to Lamar Jackson.
0: Joe, great point there, and we're going to circle back um, about how. How the Chiefs should defend Lamar Jackson. Uh, but first, with NFL playoffs here and the NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up to the second odds news and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile versions, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use. Promo code believe B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, Joe, before we uh, move on to the Ravens, one thing we're, we're kind of texting about this, and, and it's worth, I, I'm curious what the listeners um, think, but man, that uh, McColl Hardman fumble, touchback, I think that is such a dumb rule. I like your suggestion of like, of, like, if he fumbles like that, have the team have the offense retain possession at the 20 or 25, like, like it's mm-hmm. a touchback for them. But it it just seems to over penalize the offense when you any other place on the fo- football field you fumble it kind of out of bounds like that. It just, you know, it, it, it doesn't revert to the other team.
1: Yeah. It's by default, right? Anywhere else on the field, but there, other than, you know, in your own end zone, you know, it becomes a right. safety right. if it goes out. But, you know, I guess, I guess, Jeff, and I, you know, it's funny. I don't, I don't really know the genesis of the rule and why it happened. I know why they stopped with the illegal batting of balls because they don't want players to just, in desperation at the end of a game, right, fumble the ball on the way down and then just throw it and bat it and do all those things. I totally get why you would do that um, and And have that that rule in play.
0: Came into play too as well. It, uh, is it, it did, awesome yeah. One of the tight ends of the Bills, yeah, Kincaid, uh, maybe, or yeah, one of, you know, Kincaid one of the guys the
1: that he, he batted that ball, and and um, you know, they called it an illegal bat. We had a big discussion about that in our house watching the game. <laughs> but the whole the whole thing going um, out of the end zone, it's I guess I guess now I'm, I'm I'm this is this is me just putting out a theory, is that they were trying to disincentivize or dissuade players from like reaching into the end zone all the time right like and and just and just like putting your hand out or whatever to try to get the ball in the end zone and and to try to maintain possession of it going into the end zone that's the only thing i could think of and why they would put that rule in um or to or to keep teams again from desperately just throwing the ball think about it think about this put it put it in the rules context if it's fourth and one or fourth and two on the goal line and you try the Philly, you know, tush push or brotherly shove, or, you know, you try a quarterback sneak and it doesn't work. Right. Think about that. It doesn't work. And you're like, Oh my God, like all of a sudden you're the quarterback or you're the running back and you're on the one yard line and you, the the time is ticking and it's down five seconds, four seconds, and the game is going to end. And you just decide to throw the ball into the end zone. Right. Mm -hmm. I, air quote, fumbled it into the end zone when really you're throwing it. Right. That could come into play, right? I mean, that is a very, that's a very uh, random thing to bring up or a unique thing to happen or a, a, a very uh, you know low percentage play. But it could happen. And I think that's why they have that rule is to keep people from just whipping the ball into the end zone, you know, in desperation, which would be technically a fumble. Right. Um, I guess you could even th- you could even you know throw it into the end zone underhand or something. I mean, there's there's definitely things you could do that would you know uh, be an incentive to to try that play if you were on offense. So I, I, it's the only reason why I could think that rules in play. I don't know I don't know what you think about it or if you know anything about that rule in particular, but I'm guessing that's why it's in it's in the rule book.
0: Yeah, know that makes sense and uh, good insight there, Joe. I want to go back to something you said about. You were talking about the the mush rush and defending Josh Allen. Uh, moving forward here to defending Lamar Jackson, do you think like the Bills was this kind of the perfect opponent maybe to prepare for the Ravens, one running quarterback to another?
1: Absolutely. I I, I don't I can't really think of another quarterback right now that they could have played against in the playoffs that have the full caliber of a team like the bills and somebody like Josh Allen, who's, you know, very similar to Lamar Jackson. He's not as athletic as Lamar Jackson. Um, but, you know, the one thing that I, I, I think that, that the chiefs have to be really wary of is the fact that Lamar Jackson has become a better quarterback. I, mm-hmm. I really have, I've watched some games this year of him and I I really do truly believe he has matured. Um, He is no longer somebody who you can just perceive or see as a running back playing the quarterback position. I think he has progressed uh, enough to be called a true quarterback who can run at this point. I I think so. I mean, that's I just want to give him credit where credit is due, right? And I think I think he's become somebody that is a double threat as a passer and a runner. Um, he's still extremely dangerous with his feet. And you see in games where he does run and gain yardage, they do have a tendency to win those games. <laughs> and um, you know, I think I think he's he's, like you said, it was a perfect game for the chiefs to prepare for uh, or to have to prepare for this for this Baltimore Ravens game.
0: Well, while the chiefs do benefit um, from that, potentially, Joe. Do you think there's any concerns about a carryover effect? What I mean is this was a hard fought game. The defense was on the field a long time. Time of possession was totally out of whack in the bill's favor. The Ravens kind of cruise, at least in the second half, they have an extra day off They're at home. Joe, you you think that matters at all?
1: Yeah. I mean, of course you've got to factor that in a little bit, right? It's, it's an advantage, how small it is and what percentage of an advantage it is. It's, but it's definitely one, right? It's definitely an advantage. I, I I was talking to a couple of folks uh, about why we don't, you know, why they don't play the AFC games on Saturday, the NFC games on Sunday, and then everything could sync up and everybody could oh, get the yeah, same amount yeah. of rest. That is that is bizarre, right? That they don't do that. Um, I think one of the more bizarre things is having a Monday night playoff game, but that's that's a whole another podcast other. we could do. <laughs> um, you know, that th- th- I just don't know why they don't sync that up. It just seems to be something you're taking away um, from, you know, from the playoffs that you're not giving teams adequate amount of time to rest or the same amount of time to rest at least to be able to put the best product out on the field. Um, So, yeah, I think, I think that gives them a little advantage. Now the fact that they cruised, listen, that's part of winning the, uh, you know, the AFC, Mm -hmm. you know, home field advantage, you know, uh, situation. So that's, that's, that's great for Baltimore, right? I mean, that's something that, you know, they, they earned that. They earned the right to play the worst, you know, wildcard team. Um, They, they earned that right to have that game against a team who was, you know, going to be one of the worst teams, um, you know, coming into the playoffs. So, you know, good for them, more power to them for, for, for that. So I, I, that gives them an advantage. Yes, for sure. But an advantage they earned the whole thing with the Dexter day off that, that to me is something that they didn't really earn. That just happened to be luck of the draw. but you know whether they decided to do that for the number one seat, I don't know. I don't think that really was a, was a factor. I think it was just the way that the TV schedule played out. But so ho- ho- hopefully we'll see something more about you know that coming in the future where they can sort of sync sync those things up a little bit and make it more uh, you know more competitive for both teams so that no one has that kind of unearned advantage so to speak.
0: Joe, I was going to agree with you that I, I do think that would be more fair, and I'm kind of surprised that the NFL likes to maximize every viewing window that it's not i selfishly like it cuz it's like i get one day off you know Where i but but i obviously shouldn't be about what what the media watcher needs <laughs> I, I agree that that would probably be a more um fair system uh we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to go into our uh, matchups to watch um and also predictions uh joe okay tell me the matchup to watch here and um, and, and your prediction for the game.
1: All right, I am gonna sound like a broken record, Jeff. Um, this game. I, I look. I, we we everybody in sports says it all the time. It's a cliche that football games are one up front. How can I not say that as a lineman? But I am literally being objective here. When I look at these two teams. These games are going to be won up front for a lot of the reasons we've already talked about, because I think the, you know, the, the, the ball, let's go, let's look at the Baltimore Ravens defense. Okay. The Baltimore Ravens defense is, is number one in the NFL points against per game, right? 16 and a half points. So they're not letting up a lot of points. So we know they're stout. They're sixth in total yards uh, per game. They're sixth in passing yards. They're 14th in rushing yards and they're number one in the NFL in sacks. So they obviously have a lot going on defensively, and I think it's going to come down to how the Chiefs offensive line does against this team to give Patrick time, to allow for, uh, you know, r- routes to get open with this this kind of like receiving core that's still figuring it all out, right? Right. Um, and, and, and to, for Isaiah Pacheco to, to see if he can take advantage of, of them being not like in the top, top, you know, they're in the top half of the league as it relates to rushing yard letting up rushing yards per game. But, but I think that's a place that we can sort of take advantage of as a Chiefs fan, uh, take advantage of, of, of this uh, defense is, is, is letting Isaiah Pacheco do his thing because that's going to set things up for slowing the rush down, okay, and keeping that number one sack defense uh you know from getting to Patrick too much and and for them to you know kind of you know not that they want to play into the hand of the points per game of this of this very stingy defense in Baltimore but you know I don't think it's going to be you know the Chiefs are not going to score 30 points in this game this is a stout defense that can play and they have an offense that can stay on the field so so I really think I really think that um, it's going to be won up front by the by the chief's offensive line and how they handle the ravens defensive line and vice versa right vice versa what is what is what is the chief's defensive line going to do against this offensive line and the game plan against Lamar jackson to be able to um to stop the run right because they are the, they are the number one team in the nFL rushing yards per game. Okay, I am I'm, I'm doing very captain obvious statements that I think most listeners and fans will know. Um, you know, they're not, you know, great at passing team, right? They're like tw- ranked like 21st. So they're not averaging an exorbitant amount of passing yards, but 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 Lamar Jackson is definitely getting better. But they're very high scoring. It's, you know, the fourth scoring, the fourth highest scoring team in the NFL and then sixth overall total yards, which a lot of it comes off of that combination of being able to run the ball and pass the ball. So, what the Chiefs defense does against Lamar and how they stay disciplined, mush rush, spy, you know, whatever game package Coach Spagnuolo is going to put to them on defense, getting into man coverage so that they can put more people up in the box uh, to stop the run. I think that's going to be really, really critical um, that this game is going to be one on the offensive and defensive line and how both teams can control that that area, you know, 5 yards deep in, into the offense's back offensive backfield and 5 yards back on your own, you know, defensive side. That 10-yard area from from the ball with, you know, going out, you know, 7 to 8 yards from the ball sideways. That box is where this game I think is going to be won. As electric as these two quarterbacks are, that's where this game is going to be won on both sides.
0: Uh for what it's worth, Andy Reid also said that Bill's Chiefs was decided on the line of scrimmage and he knew it would be. So could could again be the, the case. Joe, uh, that's a great matchup to watch. I'm looking at actually the Ravens secondary versus the Chiefs receiver. That's the Chiefs receiver, Chiefs receivers. That's been a weakness all season long, but the Chiefs receivers were really good against the Bills. Somebody like MVS, who is much lined, had two great long catches. If they play like that. You gotta like the Chiefs' chances, and what's interesting about the Ravens, um, great, really good defensive line. You mentioned they lead the NFL in sacks. That's a big reason why. Really good linebackers. I think Roquan Smith might be the best interior linebacker, I, I, um, or at least the best. He might be the best like linebacker non. I'm not counting like edge rushers like T.J. Watt, but he is outstanding. He can hit, he can cover, he can rush the passer, and the safeties are really good. They they've got. The, uh, depth there too. They have Kyle Hamilton, who's excellent. He's six four, but rangy. They have um, Geno Stone, who's had a boatload of interceptions, but he's he's sometimes kind of a backup. That's how deep they are. Marcus Williams, but the quarters are just okay, especially if Marlon Humphrey, who missed uh, the Texas game, doesn't play. So I, I think that's going to be really interesting to see who wins that matchup, and it, I think it could determine uh, who wins the game. Um, Joe, so who who what's your what's your prediction uh here score wise? Yeah, I
1: know you and I had some text going back and forth and um you know, I th- I think I know where you're going. <laughs> I know where you're going on this one. Uh I I I you know, I love to be as I always want to be as objective as possible. You know, it's easy to go with your heart and 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 just always be, you know, the Chiefs homer and and root for the team that I love so much, but I, I I do objectively think the chiefs are going to win this game. Um, And, and it'd be easy for me to just to throw that out there because of our, our listener base and, and us, you know, kind of following the team all year round. I, I just, I have a feeling that the chiefs are peaking right now and, and they're, they're, they're going to gonna win this game. It's, it's going to be 28 to 21. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be close. It could be 28, 24. It could be, just, it could be just like the Buffalo game where, you know, things start out fast and people are scoring and then they start figuring each other out. And then all of a sudden they start throwing, you know, heavyweight punches at each other towards the end of the game. And we find out who, you know, who the real team is. This is a huge test for the Kansas City Chiefs. Because you know people have been talking about this Baltimore matchup in the playoffs for a really really long time. Not particularly this year, but in general, you know Buffalo has seen or uh, Buffalo Baltimore has struggled early in the playoffs for many years. Even though Lamar Jackson's had these MVP type seasons, um, they 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 struggle in the playoffs. I think this is this is Baltimore finally getting to the point where they need to be. But it's also the Chiefs' talent. And skill and coaching all starting to hit stride, and I think it's going to continue. And I think 28 21, I think the Chiefs come away victorious uh, for a win here in the mid Atlantic in Baltimore.
0: And you're certainly right, the Chiefs uh, seem to be peaking. And if they play, if the offense plays as well and as efficiently as it did um, against the Bills, I like the chance that their chances and Joe, I actually pick so. When we did our off-season, we, we keep our seats here. And when, when we did our off-season preview, I predicted Chiefs over Ravens yeah. in the AFC championship game. I thought the Bills and Bengals had gotten a little worse. And the Ravens, I thought if Lamar is healthy, they added some nice receivers and uh their defense is always pretty good. Um, but I, I am gonna take I, I'm taking the Ravens. I just think that the Ravens have been the best team in the AFC all all season long. I think their their defense is really good. Um and I think they win 24-20 right around the three and a half point line of a line. But there's good news for Chiefs fans. I I picked the Bills to win, so I think you know, knowing my <laughs> predictions, I think that bodes well uh, for the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, Jeff, this is not going to be easy, bud. Like this is the the this Baltimore Ravens team has some quality wins. Now, has it been a relatively slow couple of weeks for them? Um you know I mean you know everybody took off on Pittsburgh you know nobody really even played in that game
0: they had the but,
1: buy. you know they had the buy you know they played the Texans who they had already beaten once at the beginning of the season um but I you know Jeff I I'm not like I'm not disagreeing with you that mm-hmm. Baltimore can, can win this game I mean you know you look at some of the quality wins that they had this year Um, you know, they, they beat some teams handling mean they put it to San Francisco, they put it to Miami. Um, you know, they beat the Rams, right. Another solid team. They beat Jacksonville pretty solidly. I mean, by, by margins, these are big margins. These weren't like, you know, that Rams game was, you know, overtime, but you know, they beat, you know, they beat the Bengals by two touchdowns. They, they, I can't even, I can't even do the math on the Miami win. It was 30 plus, (laughs) you know, 37 point game you know uh 30. Point, 37 point differential a, a big differential against 49ers which that was a people were kind of looking at that i know i know there was a lot of people looking at that game as as the um, as as a as a precursor to the super mm-hmm. bowl and you know they they put it to some teams i mean they they beat detroit who's you know in the nfc championship 38 to 6 so uh yeah this is not going to be easy i just have a feeling that the chiefs are are peaking at a time, and they're going to take advantage of of a, of a of a Baltimore team who is probably thinking, "All right, we finally got here." And I think the Chiefs are going to are going to throw a surprise at them. But I but I totally respect and, and agree with you that that it could easily go uh, the other direction too.
0: Should be a great game. Um, can't wait for it. I think this might be should if the Chiefs win. I think this is their toughest game of the season. If they if they win even if they go either the Super Bowl opponents.
1: Oh no doubt, Jeff. That great point, bud. This this is this is their biggest test of the year. I mean, this is going to show you what this team is made of. This particular team, you know, because they look a lot different than their first Super Bowl team and their first AFC Championship team, right? This is this is a lot different team, and this is going to be the biggest test of this squad. This could be the biggest test of 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 Patrick Mahomes' career. You know, on the road, AFC Championship game uh, with a team that you know. Doesn't have the talent that he's had in the past. So this is a huge, this is a huge game for for the Kansas City organization.
0: If you enjoy the show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories: iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Go Chiefs! Thank you for listening to Believe.